What a finish. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They're giving all new customers a can't-miss offer right now. Bet just $1 on any football game and receive $200 in free bets instantly this week. Cheerson Sussell, Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable is out at State Farm Stadium. Probably got to witness the stadium erupt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that one, Frank, um, why don't you show the people? You got your pens handy. Why don't you show the oh. people what you were doing? <laughs> we're here nervous. With trying to pens calm my nerves in both down. hands, just <laughs> I needed. I needed to get into a Yoda pose so I can calm, calm down. down what yeah, an absolutely <laughs> fabulous game. If uh, this did not or was not the storyline of what was expected to happen in this game. Of course, the conversation coming into the week was that the Minnesota Vikings had several players that was hurt. Um, they had no idea. After watching what Chandler Jones had did to the Tennessee Titans offense last week, we were just going to murder them and destroy them. And we got an absolute treat to what the NFL looks like when everyone comes to play and it just takes one play that changes the narrative. And if you were an Arizona Cardinal fan or a Minnesota Viking fan, I don't care if you was in the stadium or out of the stadium, you had to be on pins and needles and you had to have nothing but the nerves or of excitement that your team might win or the part that if we lost, we gave our best effort. And I thought that was definitely on display over at State Farm today. Red Sea has so much to be cheering for right now. And in honor of the big win, we have a new T-shirt up on our website, new Rise Up Red Sea T-shirt. Um, I think so it's fly. it. that is just a sharp looking tee right there. I got to get my hands on one of those. If you sign up to be a member, uh, you could get one for free. So that's awesome. What better way to celebrate than to grab one of those T-shirts? I agree with you 100%. That was, look, become a member, grab a shirt, stay tuned to the podcast, check us out. I mean, you're just going to get so much more information, so much excitement. And look, when games end like that, there's nothing more better than that. So this game was won and, lo and lost uh, basically on special teams. Matt Prater, two for two on field goals, including a 62-yarder. That's two yards short of the longest recorded uh, field gold in NFL history, which he happens to hold the record for. It's just two two yards short of the record, so he hit that field goal. Um, it was a it was a close game, and so they needed every single point. And in turn, uh, you know, the Vikings kicker, you know, not only did you, you were talking, you're like, oh man, that uh, that that missed extra point is is going to be costly, and then he he misses that field goal, and it was just like, oh my. Gosh, 34 to three. And you do everything in your power with a little bit over two minutes to go in the game. You get the ball back. The Minnesota Vikings did. They have a chance to go down and score. They called him Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk did everything he was supposed to do as the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. He takes his team down. He puts them in a perfect position to uh, to win the ball game with with our, giving our kicker a chance to go over and put us over the edge. Yeah, time expired as he hit that field goal. They're, they ate up the time. They did everything, everything. right. Everything. Man. And I, you know, and that's the part of the game where you come back. And I look, I joke all the time. And I've said it over, over and over on the past podcast, and you guys have heard me say, I hate kickers. 
I hate kickers. <laughs> and the only reason why I said is because after you go through all of that you've done and you get down to a nail biting situation or you get down to where it is a wild finish and all you have to do is put it up through the uprights. We work on this. We do this. And then unfortunately, uh, you, you're not able to accomplish your goal as a teammate, of course. Um, I speak, we'll, we will do everything in our power to encourage them, but it hurts. And I think I, I did my part. And I think today is an example on behalf of the Minnesota Vikings of watching what they had done offensively. They did everything they could. And he put themselves in a position. And unfortunately, um, he missed it. But for fortunately for us, the Arizona Cardinals and the Big Red Sea, look, we got the dub and that's all that matters. I think um, we we talk about so many other offseason additions, you know, Rodney Hudson and J.J. Watt. You know, we don't often talk about Matt Prater, maybe because you just, you know, just don't like kickers, Frank. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, what a great offseason addition. Uh, he is invaluable to the team. Um, he's reliable. Uh, he can kick a 62-yarder if need be. Yeah. And um, he is our DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. Again, his stats, two for two on field goals. Set a new franchise record today. Uh, that 62-yard field goal, the longest field goal in Cardinals history, and then four for four on those extra points. Um, and um, I think... Frank, you and I are not, we are still learning when it comes to getting the hang of sports betting, but I believe um, I wouldn't have won if I took the Cardinals because they had to win by more than three and a half points. That is correct. Okay. You know, that is the part we're learning about. <laughs> we're definitely learning and, uh, that part of it, but it's still. Johnny is our, Johnny's our expert and Johnny's at the stadium right now. So we will, we will talk plenty with him, but while it's just you and I. Um, but I think, but I think we're accurate in saying that, um, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code promo code PHNX to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. The, the silver lining there is I didn't actually lose any of my own money because I use the promo code PHNX. Um, and, um, as always 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only for the free bet promotion, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required eligibility restrictions apply max $50 wager for this no brainer offer one per customer. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, also just, uh, we, at the top of the show showed you that, oh, it's still up there. Wow. We got that. Uh, You can't miss it. That, uh, that rise up Red Sea t-shirt for you. If you become a member, once again, you can choose to either get that shirt for free, uh, or get your first month for for just 50 cents, depending on what you, what you choose. Um, we've got awesome members only deals going, um, Johnny writes some awesome articles on the mm-hmm. website that you get access to members only discord, which we love to chat with, with all of you guys, uh, via the discord. And, um, we just have a lot going on. So, um, we would love for you to become a member and join the family. All right, let's get back to, to this game, Frank, Kyler Murray. I thought Kyler Murray and Kirk cousins both actually had phenomenal games at halftime. Both of them had only, uh, had only had two incompletions apiece, mm-hmm. And, um, Things went a little bit uh, south for Kyler with those two interceptions, one of which he got hit in the face and that, you know, I mean, interceptions, it, you know, it is what it is. But um, had he not gotten hit in the face, it, it might have been a touchdown. Both quarterbacks came to play. I mean, they really did. They they controlled the ball very well. They gave the, they gave each one of their players an opportunity. 
Um, we thought that, you know, our defensive line was just going to dominate against their against Minnesota Vikings offensive line, and it did not happen that didn't way. Didn't happen. Not at all. And they showed up to play on behalf of their quarterback. It's a slap in the face, honestly, if you're an offensive lineman. And you watch a, you watch a quarterback get sacked five times, two forced fumbles of last week when it was playing versus, when it was playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. That in itself says they then the challenge of facing our defensive line and watching knowing that you got to come and protect your quarterback. They their offensive line did an absolute fabulous job. Look, the quarterbacks made the throws. They did everything they were supposed to do to give their players an opportunity. And look, Kyler was just he was on it. Unfortunately, he had a couple of bad throws that he just kind of stared guys down a little bit too long. But outside of that, he was on it. He made the throws he needed to. Kirk did the exact same thing. He even used his legs this week, which is something you really don't expect Kirk to become a runner. But he actually used his legs, gave himself, put himself in a good position. So instead of making bad throws or taking the sack like he did last week, he actually began to, you know, get out of the pocket and running. And he gained some. He gained a couple first downs for his team to keep the drive going for Minnesota. So both teams, both quarterbacks came to play. Um, and at the end of the day, of course, you know it didn't. It had nothing to do with our quarterbacks. It came down to to, to our kickers. Uh, but Kyler Murray, uh, 29 for 36 for 400 yards and three touchdowns, uh, and then he had a rushing touchdown as well. So he he did some special things that he continues to do, extending plays, scrambling, and getting to throw off still for a touchdown. And, uh, you know, this seems to be just two weeks in, like this is going to be Kyler's year. It looks great. It really does. Kyler is uh, maturing. Right now. And the whole thing of last year was, you know, we always talk about how they finished up and his how injuries took took hold of him and it slowed his play down last year. Uh, this year is he he's matur- he's maturing well. He's gelling extremely well with uh, with the offensive line. It seems like he's understanding exactly what's being asked of him a lot more. I want to say that our offense looked absolutely fabulous today and not just the the players making plays but how they made plays and the position they was in to make plays. We talk about Cliff Kingsbury and we talk about his offense and we always say, hey, Cliff needs to become creative. He needs to do several things that put guys in position. Well, from my from my vantage point, I was at the game for the first half until about the third quarter and I, I left and came here. Um, but what I saw was an NFL offense. I saw two tights. I saw two, t- two tights as two tight ends. I ended up seeing three wide receivers, a trip set, which is three receivers to the one side. And that, to me, tells me he's moving guys around. He's giving guys a chance to do something different. And change, it changes the looks of defense. DeAndre didn't stay directly on the left side the entire game like he did most of last year. He's moved, they were moving. That bothers him. people. That, for- it, and it has to because your <laughs> offense has to be – it has to be fluid. It has to be mobile. And it has to have the opportunity not to look stagnant. And Cliff is growing. And he's growing on me. And I think that is something, whereas I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more of a fan of what the offense is doing right now. Granted, he has the pieces. Granted, the guys are maturing. But you have to still call the plays. And I think I'm, I'm proud of what he's doing right now. And, look, that Minnesota defense, they did everything they possibly could to, you know, to, to offset an offense that has a bunch of weapons. And you know that. And, and to watch what was able to happen, I mean, our running game wasn't explosive. But our what we was able to do offensively with our receivers and moving guys around, it it definitely made the the Minnesota defense. You know, um, it put them it put them in different positions where our one on ones could win the win when when the ball was thrown to them. 
Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and Rondale Moore all score touchdowns. How about a 77-yarder for your first NFL <laughs> touchdown? Rondale Moore was uh, targeted eight times, had seven receptions for 114 yards, and curious as to what your thoughts are on, on the young rookie. He looks good. I mean, everyone, everything that they thought of what he produced in college and what he looked like, what he looks like on film. If you if you have a if you have a just a minute, go watch Rondell's Moore highlights on YouTube and just take a peek at him. The the kid is absolutely fast. From a freshman to a senior, we draft him with the second round pick. We bring him in. He was supposed to be something that was we thought Andy Isabella was going to be, but he is absolutely producing it, and he looks really good. Look, coming into the first week, couple of weeks of the season, we knew he had a lot of talent. We just know how it was going how it was going to mature. Minnesota had to make a decision today. Are we going to take away – we got to take away D-Hops because we had Patrick Peterson on him for the most part, and he always had somebody running out to him. But Rondell Moore today, he took advantage of every opportunity he got, and it looked good. Well, I think on his touchdown pass, Patrick Peterson, was they were in zone, mm-hmm. and he was – too much concerned about DeAndre Hopkins and left Rondale Moore wide open, and that's how it all unfolded. And see, that's the part where that's the beauty of having talent. And I'm not going to take anything away from, you know, what Rondale could have done on his own, but the beauty of having talent, it makes the defense have to really, you know, try to play as honest as they possibly can. And if you make one mistake, you end up getting beat. And that's, that's Patrick probably just doing too much, thinking that in the down and distance we were at, we were going to try to fit that ball. Kyler was rolling to the left. He was going to try to fit that ball into a little small window with D-Hops like he's done 60 or 40 times all last year. And, you know, that's the beauty of the Kyler magic, right? We're watching him roll out to his left, which is opposite for a right-hand quarterback. He flips back, and he sees the guy open. He throws down the field, and then boom. You know, Rondell Moore is right there. And that's a blown coverage because you got the talent that makes defenses. You, you will break down a defense if they make a mistake. It's beautiful. Really, really beautiful to see. Uh, Mark Dalton, he works for the Cardinals. He is he just knows everything. Do you know Mark? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I he do. just knows everything <laughs> about the Cardinals and their history, and he is their stat master. So he tweeted out that the last Cardinals rookie with 100-plus yards receiving in the first half of the game was Ernie Jones. Wow. Uh, back in 88. It's old school. That's old school. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Rondale Moore is exceeding expectations, in my opinion, um, you know, in the first two weeks. Um, let's talk about that. We both turned to each other and and we said, this is going to be a game changer right here. Going for it on fourth and five from the 41 with 612 to go. Uh, and the balls of Cliff to do it. The Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say it just like it is. Look, if I'm a player on the field, I want to go for it. But looking at the time and the clock with that amount of time on the, on, on the clock, you typically would say we punt the ball, we give the ball back to them. Our defense is playing pretty good right now. It's a good chance we can get the ball back, and then we could have the last drive. But for him to go for it is, I mean, it's not like something he didn't do last year, but to have the confidence and still believe that you can go for it um, with, on fourth and five, it's not like it's fourth and one or fourth and two. Yep. And a lot of teams do not execute that on a fourth and one or fourth and two. We've seen many guys, many teams just they cannot get it done because the the the, the, situ- the situation or the scenario presents itself to be a little bit too 
too tough to handle. And look, Cliff, he didn't waste the time. He went right at it. We didn't have to blow a timeout. Um, he immediately left the offense on the field. There was no exchange between the kicking team running on the field and the offense running back. There was none of that. He was decisive. And look, to watch how it unfolds was actually really pretty special. Again, we saw something last week um, when our center checked into a position and it gave Kyler Reed and he, and, he, and he made the same similar type throw to Christian Kirk over the shoulder into the end zone for a touchdown. Now, come back this week, fourth and five, the exact same defensive scheme. Look. All out blitz. All out blitz. Kyler launches it. Kyler launches it. And he's doing the same thing off the back of his foot. <laughs> Leg open, kicking it out right, you know, and he's just and he's and he made a throw in a one on one, you know, in a one on one situation. We have great and talented receivers, and anyone in the NFL cornerback wise think they're just going to come and dominate the Arizona Cardinals on defense, uh, um, dominate our offense with our receivers. They're crazy, and Kyler's just going to keep exploiting them. And look, Cliff, look, I'm I'm I might get a tattoo. I, I might get the KK tattoo if you keep doing what you're doing. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm you at might that get position. a tattoo of Cliff Kingsbury? It's just going to say KK on it, though. I can't go all the way with the Cliff. And the, but it, I'm, he's winning me over right now. I'm serious. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's something where you know for a fact, because I've seen when it was not good. And where would you get the tattoo? I see <laughs> I'm probably gonna put it on my ankle somewhere down, somewhere on my ankle, right in part, right apart by the Achilles heel. Because when his offense is great, it's awesome, and when it's bad, it feels like an Achilles heel is about tending about the pop, you know. So I, I probably would do something like that. You could do like one K on one side and the other K on the other side. <laughs> nah, it has to be together. But it's gonna be really teeny, teeny, tiny, small. Okay. But he's winning me over. The offense looked good. Look. This game today, if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, and just on the NFL, look, I, I've been in a lot of comeback games and a lot of victories and a lot of losses too. But this was something not expected. And I tell you what was funny. So I'm up, I'm up in the club level signing autographs, right? And there's this guy and a husband and wife team comes up. Today. So today. this was today. This is yeah. today. I'm upstairs signing autographs right before pregame, um, right before the first quarter. A husband and wife comes up. It's Cardinal the lady is a Cardinal fan. The husband is, he's a Minnesota Viking fan. And I'm looking at him like I said, man, you guys travel well because there was nothing but Minnesota Viking fans walking by on a club level. And there's a bunch of Cardinals. I'm not like, we, we wasn't represented, but it wasn't like this. And I'm looking at the guy and said, bro, you're smiling like you know something that I don't know. He's like, hmm, hmm, just, you just wait. I'm like, why is he smiling like he knows this is about to be a great game? I said, don't you? And I literally start hitting him with the JV stats and facts. Don't you know your <laughs> linebackers out? Don't you know your cornerbacks out? Don't you know you missed this guy missed the bus? This guy's not making it. You guys had bad, bad ice chips at the at the hotel. I was just throwing <laughs> stuff at him without a doubt. But reality was he had this look like I know something. And this is not the same team that's about to show up today. What you saw in Cincinnati will not be the same team. And everything about the game was absolutely beautiful and exciting to me as a former player, as a fan. I could watch, I could have 16 more weeks of games like that with the Arizona Cardinals. That was and I'm fun. okay with it. That was fun. I honestly, even though the line was just three and a half points, I thought it was going to be a blowout. 
I really did. The, uh, for all the reasons that you just listed and more, I thought yeah. their offensive line was horrible, that we were going to sack Cousins like 10 times, and uh, it was just going to be chaos, and they weren't going to be able to move the ball. And that was not the case. It was a very exciting game. And I didn't feel – it wasn't a frustrating game, though. Like, I didn't feel at any point that, like the, like – Man, the Cardinals do this every time, and you know, the, and like shot themselves in the foot. I mean, it, it was a was it perfect? No, but it was a really fun game to watch. And you talking about Cliff Kingsbury? I think on Friday we had a question from um in our mailbag, and it was asking about whether or not um the we feel the Cardinals are this is going to be. Um, the end of them playing down to their opponents. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how, you know, th- there's a misconception. M- most people think that it's a player situation, but a lot of the times it's it's coaching. And um, that, just, that just is in the top of my mind because I, all eyes right now are on Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like he came into the season on a hot seat. Yep. And what we saw, I know it's a small sample size, no, it's, but, it's huge but what we saw today was huge. No, absolutely. I mean, you're, everything you said is absolutely right. He, he was definitely on the hot seat. Um, we, we talked about, you know, football is situational. And you have, to, you have to make those calls in the moment. And you have to try to give your guys the best opportunity to compete against your opponent, knowing that they have talent as well. And today, the fourth, you know, going forward on fourth and five, several plays that he called, the way he moved the offense around. Minnesota's head coach, Mike Zimmer, is not a, he's not a slouch. He takes 100% pride in destroying offenses. He takes pride in creating blitzes and packages to destroy your offense. Like their defensive end, Hunter, had like three sacks there or two sacks, and, and he really got out there. He really wanted one of the guys that caused havoc that made Kyler do a lot of rolling out of the pocket today. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole bunch of times he just could sit in the pocket and make throws unless they was really short. But today, I really – I mean, one, I think Cliff answered the bell extremely well today, and he was able to stand across another opponent coach and use his pieces so much better. And he was able to keep, keep his guys in the moment, rally around these guys, and it was back and forth. It was a heavyweight game. It, it was. wasn't – it was, like you said, it wasn't an ugly game. It was a great game to watch, and it, it is one of those games that can be talked about and watched over and over. You know, at the end of the day, you watch two teams fight it out to the end, and unfortunately, just it, fortunately for the Arizona Cardinals, it came down to a field goal kick, and it just went, it went wide right, and our kicker is better than your kicker. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like Cliff called a good enough game to where had they not converted on fourth and five, uh, from the 41 on that play, do you think uh, you would still be – was it was he one play away or did he call a good enough game or even if they hadn't, uh, you know, converted, he, that you'd still be saying this? I, I would – I say I think he called a great enough game because to me, you know, when we talked about the first half stats, look, I mean, you're talking about the over-under or the over-under of the game was 53 points. We were at 47 at halftime. And I'm not saying like they didn't call a good game. We called a good game, and it was almost a perfect game. Like you said, it was only like they only had like two, two missed passes or two missed throws uh, amongst themselves amongst our quarterbacks. Between that being Kyler or, or you know, or Kirk Cousins, so they were it was everything would work well. Dalvin Cook played absolutely fabulous. He had almost 100, hit over 125 yards rushing. He had bad ankles from after the first quarter, you know. So he they they did, but I would say Cliff answered every call. 
if that play had not happened on fourth and five, the conversation is, does our defense back him and does Vance calls, mm. makes his calls that puts the defensive guys in a play? Because typically what happens, also offensive coaches, if they don't get that we're six minutes in the game, typically we're trying to get to that four-minute offense. And that four-minute offense is a kill offense. It's basically don't get out of bounds, dink and dunk, try to go one, two, first down, one, two, three, first down, and just drag the game out. And if that's something that would have happened, then I'd have been looking at Vance Joseph like, hey, why'd you call this play? Why'd you do that? But I think he could have overcome it because I think the defense and the guys, they were rallying around each other to believe that they had enough in them to win the game. And I think that is how we still, how we watched like the last drive of, what you know? What Minnesota did? It was a lot of good plays and some good throws, but the guys still didn't give up. You know, and even if Minnesota was trying to do extra, no matter what they tried to do, the guys were there to try to stop them. So Cliff would have—he would definitely one hundred percent would have overcome, in my mind, a one bad call on on fourth and five. But I really think the guys just—I mean—the play was too perfect, and there were a lot of other calls that he made schematic-wise, just scheme against a very good defensive coordinator head coach and he just answered every every defense he threw to him I mean and that to me says yeah I definitely he he might have got a he might just got 1k not 2k's he probably just got 1k <laughs> not 2 K and a little heart or half a heart not falling for him the same way you are <laughs> <laughs> not yet but I mean he's he's doing absolutely fabulous and I, look our fans can attest to it you know our, our watchers know exactly what I'm talking about. They they they're constantly paying attention. That's why they're becoming members. That's why they're getting the new red, you know, the, the Rise Up Red Sea shirt. These are the things that we bring to the table that is different. And we're really trying to redefine this conversation by saying there's some things we talk about that other people will not talk about. There's some things that we will share and say that other people won't share and say because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we will do at PHNX Sports, no matter what it is. Thank you for that plug. Um, you mentioned the point spread, which brings me to reminding everybody once more that um, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving everybody an offer for new customers. If you use the code PHNX uh, and bet just $1 on any football game this week, you're going to receive $200 in free bets instantly. And... Um, that's that. I think we're going to do a new game. I'm looking we're forward gonna, to it. We are going to see how this goes. We're going to bring Leah, our producer, in to um, to say the what we're rating. So the game is show your cards. So Leah is going to give us whatever it is that we're going to rate. And Frank, you and I are going to hold up our cards at the same time and see if we agree well, on things. Also, if you're at home and you just want to chime in, you know, you can post your numbers as well. And that way it's yeah, just something we don't. That, that verbal feedback is always great. We know you're listening to the podcast. We know you're checking us out. But at the end of the day, this is an interaction situation as well. We would love to hear your feedback on it as well. So, look, when you're listening to it in the comment section, when you hear the question, Throw in your own number, and then you can grade the Cardinals as well. Right. All right. We All right. Yeah, perfect. And I will uh, read the answers from the comments, and we'll see if people are agreeing or disagreeing with you both. So the first question for the Show Your Cards segment, um, rate Kyler Murray's performance.
All right. I was debating whether it was an eight or a nine, <laughs> and picks. I just decided. Hey, look, to... two picks. I, I look, two picks, two picks. I feel like one wasn't his fault. Uh... <laughs> I just feel like he just made so many incredible plays that I don't want to have one pick that was his fault and one pick that may not have been his fault to for to overshadow the good things that he did. All right, in the comments, uh, Shane gave it a seven and Christian gave it a six. So. A six? <laughs> Christian, a six? This is, we're talking about Kyler, right? Kyler's the Yeah. Kyler Murray? That's what he said. Okay. Okay, first off, first, oh, you know what? I think this is actually going to be in there, so okay. I'm, I'm giving it away. But if you saw the game, you already know. That baby Yoda yoga meditation <laughs> touchdown celebration alone is a nine. Is yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go one zero if I can. Well, that's perfect. That's the next one. That's so why don't you go ahead there. and rate Kyler's baby Yoda touchdown celebration? Look, yeah, I agree with that. Other way, Cheerston. Uh, <laughs> well, how about we do this right here? Like, Frank, is your zero? Yeah, well, it's not a zero. I just, it, the time to find the one. But <laughs> what is happening right now? I gave him a zero. 90? You gave him a zero. It's, 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 it's a, a 10. 90. Look, it's a 10. You know it's a 10. I'm spitting out as a 10. And truth, look, everything leading up to the week was the conversation and the joke, you know, between him and Chandler Jones and off, you know, and him calling him Baby Yoda. And what is he talking about? And then to watch him, you know, get a touchdown and then strike the pose, that is, uh, that's freaking fly. That makes people <laughs> want to become Kyler Murray fans, even if you're not a Cardinals fan. I agree. Yeah. But at the end, you, you saw something that if we can get it. You guys, I'm pretty sure the fans saw it as well. Right after he got the baby Yoda pose, he stood right in front of D Hops and they did another pose. And it was like a, a crane pose where he lift up one leg. And oh, yeah. I think they out. always do that. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. That's their thing. I, that's their thing? Yeah. They have a thing. Yeah. I, I never, I didn't know they I don't know what thing. it, I don't necessarily know what it means. It's, yeah, it's like it's, this. It's like thing. a little crane, I guess. I'm pretty sure they know. Is it, if, is it a thing or yeah, is it not a thing? Yeah, if anybody knows, it's definitely well, a thing. Because the there was a photo of that one of them posted last week after the game of them doing it. Okay. So it's definitely a thing. They but. might be in Cobra Kai right now, focusing on their <laughs> Karate Kid moment right now, possibly. Maybe. Well, yeah. in the chat, uh, once again, Shane and Christian, thanks for participating. Thank you. Shane, yeah. So Shane gave it an 11, uh, which is not allowed, Shane. Come on. <laughs> and Christian said a 10. So right, right on board with you both. I also uh, wanted to acknowledge Kyler eating Sour Patch Kids on the bench. Oh, I noticed <laughs> that right away. That, that's sour my favorite patch kids? candy. Oh yeah, he had Sour Patch Kids in like a cup that he was eating. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Yeah, that was a 10 for me. <laughs> Absolutely, that's my sour favorite patch candy. Kids. So he, Sour uh, Patch is your favorite candy. Oh yeah. Really? Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could make myself sick. You just, I just won't even stop. Yeah. The next segment. All right. Who can eat the most? <laughs> Sorry, Patch Kids. Next question, um, Rondell Moore's performance. Oh. I won't mess this up, I think. I'll find these numbers here. A nine? I, I, I can't. These things are a little stuck. Stick, they're stuck right now, but it's he not a zero. The ball. It's a one. It's a 10. Oh, he My fumbled fingers. the ball. It didn't cost us. I know, but it could have. The dude they, had. They caught it. They just didn't have both feet in. It was almost. It was did almost you see recovered. the hit he took? 
Okay. Okay. Well, I'm nine. I'm nine. I didn't give him a six. I gave him a nine. <laughs> so I that's listen. It was. It could have been costly. It wasn't. So he he gets a nine. But you know. No, I agree with that. You got to hold on to the ball. It would have been a chance for another a second touchdown, which would have been something again. Another one of those NFL rookie records for the Arizona Cardinals. He played great for the most part, but that is something that could have cost us. And it wasn't a perfect performance, so I'll agree with Kristen on the Tristan on this one here and say it's a nine. I want to see more. Ron. All right, I'm so excited. In the chat for this one, we have two tens and three eights. Eights. So they must agree also with the fumble. That that was something that wasn't spectacular. It could have cost us in a lot of ways. I, you know what? I like that. I like that they're being raw with it. Like it was wasn't a perfect performance, and I, I agree. This is, the guy's a rookie, though. Are you going to change your number? No, <laughs> not, not going to change it. I'm rocking with the eights. I agree with the eights and the nines. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we have Arizona's pass rush. Oh, mm. absolutely <laughs> dismal. Wasn't there. Was not, you know, I'm not gonna be hard. Yeah, I gave him a two. Yeah, my my cars are so jacked up, but look, you're. I'm, I'm right. Maybe there. it's you, Frank. Two, it's I made those cards. No, it's just, they're, they're stuck. My fingers. <laughs> went, yeah, I give him a three. Um, <laughs> they got one sack. They did um, get one sack. They tried to put a lot of pressure on him. Look again, that kudos. If we're gonna be fair, and the show we should be fair, fair. Although this is a PHNX Cardinal podcast, to that O line. Yeah, we got to be fair to the Minnesota Vikings offensive line, how they showed up, and they really did a good job against, you know, a beast of an off defensive line that we had. Our defensive line performance was definitely like a three or two, and there's a bunch of good comments that's rocking exactly with us. I would say had they not had such a dominating performance in week one, I think the expectations in the bar was set so high that when they have a game like this, it was like, what did this, is this the same defense? That is the challenge of – that is what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be challenged by the fact that somebody that somebody kicked somebody's butt and then they come in and you got to play against them, that you're going to be ready to – you're going to answer the bell and you're going to be ready for that fight. And Minnesota came ready for the fight. The question is, what did their offensive line coach of the Minnesota Vikings say – that says, shit, we're not going to give up five sacks like that. We will not give up six. And they answered the call. So, But our defensive line, for the most part, you know, they were there in part. They just wasn't as spectacular as they was last week. Okay. Anything else? All right. So in the chat, we had a two, a one, and a point five. Point five. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's not even a one. It's a point five. Like, you don't even deserve a one. You deserve half of a one. I would give you a zero, but you actually showed up today. If you didn't show up, you have a zero. I like that. A well, point five. I um, have ADD. It was their run defense. <laughs> um, that was pass rush. We're going to do run defense next. Oh, what did you say point five to? Uh, whatever. What, Christian I, said point I five. Was, oh, oh, I just thought it was our defensive line, like just overall in their play, whether it be run pass or anything it just just it again the bar was set up high yeah and we expect at least two or three sacks we got one there wasn't a whole bunch of pressure on on christian i'm on captain kirk kirk Cousins. so therefore in itself and i'll call him captain because he's just anyway on kirk Cousins. so our defense just didn't the defense line did not look as 
menacing and dominating. We had a guy rush for over 130, you know, 137 yards against you guys. And, you know, at the same time, you know, he threw the Kurt was able to throw the ball all across the field. It's just field goal kicking and make a kick. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, 131 yards on 22 carries. Yep. And they had 177 total yards rushing. So look, yeah. our running game, the defensive line, um, that's how it's supposed to be in the NFL. I, I swear, like this game is something that is indicative of NFL two teams coming to play. Offensively, defensively, and special team. And they everyone showed up to play except their kicker on two opportunities. And that is the beauty of, you know, rising to the competition. The NFC trying to, you know, stake your claim in a division. Look, the Cardinals, we didn't have to play perfect. Those two picks could have cost us dearly and tremendously. But our defense kept making plays, you know, and that, and that in itself says that we have a really, really good team. And it's not easy to win in this league, especially when you're playing teams outside of your division. And because they, they always tend to think they can come in and sneak a win. And I'm pretty sure Minnesota, I'm at the game. If it's 47,000 fans and we're talking about our Red Sea, 100% it had to be at least 15 to 22,000 of the Minnesota Viking fans. You can go back and look at the film. You can see that their fans traveled extremely well. They showed up to the game. They were there for their teams. This wasn't a home game for them because it's our stadium. State Farm is owned and ran and absolutely taken control of by the Red Sea fans, the Bird Gang, Red Sea. The nest is ours. But in truth, <laughs> I'm saying the Minnesota Viking fans are there to root for their team. You know, there's a bunch of Minnesotas here, Minnesotians that are here. So, But our fans are absolutely fabulous today. And kudos to everyone out there that, that was able to watch the game, be at the game, and see, you know, walk away with that feeling of a victory. And it was a tough fight. Okay, I have a question for you, Frank. I'm curious. Up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you were on the Vikings and obviously you were teammates with Greg Joseph in this moment, how would you re like be towards him in the locker room? Would you like not say anything to him? Would you give him an eye roll, a dirty look? Uh I'll give him a minute. He already knows. Okay. I'll give him a minute. This is what we typically do is we give our guys a minute. And at the end of the day, we're still a team and I still need you unless management's going to say something else, you know, and, and cut you on Monday morning. That's the only way. But I, I'm still I'm still his teammate. Um, I still might need him down the road. He needs me. So I would probably initially give him a little bit of time to calm down. And then I said, it's OK, though. You know, it's OK. Well, this is our first. This was an opportunity. Um, and would you would you say it and feel it, or would you not feel that? But that say that it? don't that don't always work with the guys. Okay, men don't always transition just because I said something. My feelings have to be attached to it. Okay, I'll say something, and you're gonna have to know that I said it. <laughs> but it took me all the emotions over there to get up to come over to you over here to say something to you. Okay. So the emotional connection happened over there, and so I walked over here emotionally. Getting my mind and my mouth and my my heart and my eyes together to tell you exactly <laughs> what I needed to say, which was, "Hey, bro, it's okay. We'll 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 get another one, and we'll we'll look at you. Uh, we'll figure it out next week." It's the best I got for you. Bro. That's some deep stuff right there, Frank. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's finish up the game, and then Johnny is going to join us from State Farm Stadium. Um, he was there when. Cliff and possibly some players were talking, so we're going to have him join in a second. Are, or, are we done, Leah, or do we have more? Well, 
We were, you kind of answered all of the ones. If you want to just give your rating, uh, Frank kind of brought it up, but just for the uh, fans, the Cardinals fans versus the oh. Vikings fans, if you want to give your rating for that one. I'm going to give a 10. I'm with you. Wait, which, is it this or this? <laughs> that second, second way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shortchanging you guys. I'll, I'll give you a 10, but I'm not really, you know, look. I didn't see any fans that was, uh, I didn't see a fight. No craziness, I didn't right? See a That's fight. good. That's I didn't see a fight, 10. which was on the table of our, yeah. of our questions last week on Friday. But um, it, was a, it was a good battle between our fans and their fans. And I really mean, I say that like, look, the players on the field, we need you. Like, you take it for granted. Like, last year was COVID. You wasn't there. And then now, this year, you're there. And I think, like, for me, sitting, I'm sitting in the stands on a club level, looking out. I'm in the southwest corner of the end zone, looking out, and it is a beautiful sea of fans that are there. Um, everyone's cheering for their team. But when it was our ball and our moment, we cheered, and we were there. And it was their turn on um, for us to get loud for our defense. We got loud. And so our fans, were all they were all engaged. There were people tailgating. The lawn was pretty packed for the most part. Um, there were a bunch of tailgaters all, all, all over through the stadium um, on the outskirts of it. So our fans were there. And I give, I said a nine, but, I mean, I really didn't have my ten points, but it's really a ten. Ten point five. I like the point Blame five. it on the cards. <laughs> all right. Let's bring in Johnny. Get his thoughts on the game. Johnny, can you hear us? Can you, can you hear me all right? Yeah. All right. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're good. We can only see half of your head. Yeah, so. man. Back up. Let me let me finagle this. Is that a little bit go. better? <laughs> there you go, Jay. Is that a little bit better? Yeah, perfect. Go right ahead. Take off. Well, no, I crazy game here at State Farm Stadium. The return of fans for the first time in the better part of a year and a half. And boy, oh boy, were they treated to one of the, the craziest, wackiest games in, in recent memory. Not a complete game by the Cardinals by any stretch. A game you might argue they were fortunate to win. Uh, Kyler Murray having the two interceptions in the second half, but did not undo what he did in the first half, which was put together uh, a tremendous performance. Three touchdowns, had four overall. The defense, which was lackluster to begin this game, which is something we didn't expect, uh, pulled out in the second half and, and only gave up. Uh, a handful of points. Kyler Murray threw that pick six, but outside of that, Vance Joseph's unit did its job in the second half. And the most important factor is the Cardinals have moved to 2-0 and in the young season uh, and are firmly within the division race right now. So we were just rating the fans out at State Farm Stadium today. What would you give them 1 through 10 for the way that they showed up? Because Minnesota fans showed up to this game too. They did. I would probably say maybe like a 7, 7.5. Oh, wow. Uh, not... Not the best performance, especially early in the game. You could hear Vikings fans pretty loudly. There's a lot of purple. I saw a lot of purple tailgating as I was walking into the stadium today. So, well, not ideal. Still good showing. And they were loud in the second half when the Cardinals had to have certain stops defensively. You know, the Red Sea was there. So 7.5, still not a 10. You'd love to have a great home field advantage, and they and they do in most instances. But a lot of Vikings fans here uh, were, were making their voices heard as well. And, uh, they were quickly headed to the exits after the missed field goal. Gotcha. Interesting. All right. So were you in listening to Cliff Kingsbury? Was it just Cliff or did you uh, talk to the players too? Yeah, we heard from Cliff Kingsbury. We heard from Max Williams, Rondell Moore, Jordan Hicks. Uh, I could sense that Cliff was relieved 
I would argue Cliff was due one of these finishes where his team didn't play great, but the other team, you know, let opportunities slip away. And I think it just goes to show you, and, and Cliff kind of underlined this, the Cardinals have, have so much talent, and they can turn the ball over twice and have a pick six and have penalties, right, and still win the game. And I think that's the microcosm of the start of the season is that they have put together a 53-man roster that can compete with anybody. And then on the flip side for Minnesota, their margin for error is a little bit less. I apologize. We've got some grass being cut right behind me, so I'm sure you can hear that. Um, but I, Cliff was in good spirits, was celebrating the win as he should. Um, but on to Jacksonville next next week. Frank, you want to tell Johnny what uh, what you're getting on your Achilles? Oh, Johnny, I told you I'm, I'm feeling your boy. I'm feeling your boy KK real good right now. Uh, I'm liking the way he's calling it, calling the offense and Cliff. I'm liking what he's doing. Uh, I, I'm I'm probably gonna get a tattoo of KK somewhere on my on my <laughs> interior ankle. Are you okay with that? Of who you're gonna tattoo? Who oh, on your Cliff. interior ankle? Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, right did there. You on like my the, did you like the fourth down call that was I think appropriate? Now it only led to a field goal. That raised a lot of eyebrows, I think, nationally and in the stadium. Like, oh, they're going to go for it, try a long field goal, maybe punt. That was Cliff Kingsbury trying to cement his status as, I'm a brass coach that's going for the win, that's going for the jugular. I'd make an argument, uh, head coach, Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer did not do that enough in this game. Was a little bit too conservative, especially in the second half. So, I mean, Cliff was very good today. I mean, those interceptions by Kyler Murray, those weren't on Cliff. Both instances, Kyler had other options open, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, on, on Tuesday's show when we're all together. But just Kyler not consistently going for the home run, giving giving the Cardinals what's there. But when the home runs are there, I mean, it's evident. He hits grand slam, so to speak. It's, it's a marvel to watch. I'd argue he's the most electric player right now in the NFL. I'm not sure he's the MVP playing the most consistent because of the turnovers, but man, oh man, there's there's no better one-man show going on in the NFL right now than Kyler Murray. No, you're absolutely right. He does look fabulous. Uh, quick question, two questions, two part. One, because you were in the stadium, you had a chance to take a peek at it. Number one, we asked last week and out of our mailbag, would, would the fans boo Patrick Peterson when he came back? That was one question. That's one. Did you hear anybody kind of you know give a little boo here or there? Not really. There was some heckling going on here and there, but nothing like – super grandstanding right and you know Peterson didn't play that well anyway so you, you hate to dog on a guy he got burned on the Hopkins touchdown I think it was his man or there was some confusion in the secondary on the Rondell Moore 70 plus yard TD so I mean I didn't hear any I'm sure people were you know giving him grief on the Minnesota sideline but now nothing nothing too nuts nothing too nuts and number two second question look we 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 said that Rondell Moore's performance was historically uh, yeah. in line with Ernie Jenkins. Ernie Jenkins, I believe it is, who played for the Cardinals back in 1988. Jones. Ernie Jones back in 1988. Tell you what, what do you think about Rondell's performance? It's electric. They don't. They haven't had anything like him. I mean, like, in recent memory, I don't even know who to compare him to. John Brown was not this elusive. He couldn't make guys miss like, like Rondell can do in space. Um, he's an instant impact player. I think he's going to elevate himself to number two receiver by the end of the year, although Christian Kirk has, has been very good. We had an A.J. Green signing day, which which was great to see. But, I mean, the closest thing that I can compare it to, it's, watch, it's like watching prime Steve Smith play football. And that's what the Cardinals believe they have in, in Rondell Moore, somebody who can manufacture space with the ball in his hands 
and make big plays. And I was almost even more impressed by what he did to end the half and to get them in field goal range for Prater than I was the 70-plus yard touchdown because that ended up being the difference in the game. They don't hit that field goal, they don't win this game. So, I mean, he had over 100 yards. I believe he was their leading receiver. He's a factor now, and Minnesota defensive backs, you watch the replay, they wanted no part of trying to tackle this guy in the open field. So, I mean, they they have an embarrassment of riches right now at the skill position, and and that's why, even with all of their mistakes, the turnovers, the penalties, you know, the, the negative plays, they can still put up 34 points in a win because they're that talented, and a lot of teams can't say that. They don't. Cardinals don't have to play perfect football to get a victory on, on, on Sundays, and we saw it here against Minnesota. All right, so you mentioned the, the fourth down call. Frank and I both loved it, but I'm curious your thoughts. Would your assessment of Cliff Kingsbury and the way that he called the game today have changed if they had not converted? No, I don't I don't think so because I think most people felt like it's the right decision. And, again, you would have been putting the ball in Kyler's hands. Uh, and what would you have done in that scenario? Punt? Because you're probably not going to kick a field goal from that distance, you would think. Um, I, I like the move. They were aggressive last year almost to a fault because they didn't have Prater, because they didn't have the weapons. I think they're much more equipped to do it this year. And just the fadeaway pass by Kyler Murray, yeah, it only led to a field goal. They need to work on their short yardage efficiencies, their red zone offense, and certainly they need to work on, you know, carving out time to end the game when they have the lead. They haven't been able to maximize yet. That's something that that will emphasize this week against Jacksonville. But I I just think that when you're Cliff Kingsbury and you – your, your team is just so hot and cold in certain instances. You have to ride them when they're going well. And, you know, today Kyler Murray is the best player on the field. So you, you give him the ball in his hands to compete and, and complete passes against a Minnesota secondary that really hadn't stopped him yet. The, the interceptions by Kyler were, were telegraphed and poor decisions on his part that, that he would redo nine times out of ten. They were not, you know, great. I, the Minnesota pick six linebacker, that was a nice play, but he was in the flat all the way. And then the the long interception that he had near the Cardinal goal line, uh, he argued that he was getting horse-collared on that play. So only Kyler can stop Kyler Murray right now. What? If, before we let you go, what are some of your takeaways from what was said after this game? I think just Jordan Hicks being the consummate pro. He played again 90-plus percent of the snaps. He mentioned in the press conference that he was told literally the week of Tennessee that his role was going to be increased. We saw that a lot today. You know, Cliff Kingsbury given the utmost confidence in Rondell Moore's ability to help this offense. And, you know, Max Williams having a having a stand that day at the tight end position, which has been much maligned, something that I've criticized. And that deflection pass that he caught and ran with, I mean, that was a big difference in this game. They converted points off of that. Had that not been the case, they would have had a, a large deficit early that maybe they couldn't have come back from. So I would just say all in all, just the way they responded, it, it's it's huge, right? You, you look at the fact that they missed the field goal, and that was the difference in this game. But I think we can take a lot of small victories from this game as well. Of course, the maturation process of Kyler Murray as a passer, almost 400 yards passing, career high. The fact that Rondell Moore in his second NFL game looks like a, a top you know, 30 player at his position. The, the, the embarrassment of Rich's offensively, defensively, the way they responded. I felt like they were going to respond better defensively in the second half, and they did. They didn't give up a touchdown. They only had the pick six go against them, and that was the offense's fault. So I like how this team responded. Are they perfect? No. But I, I think over the course of a 17-game season, 
you have to take these kind of wins when you can get them, especially in a division as brutal as this. So I, I don't I don't want to sit here and say they wouldn't have been able to come back had they lost this game. And we just saw Seattle lose an overtime at home to a Tennessee team, Arizona roughed up. But at the end of the day, in this division, you have to come with your best every Sunday. And the Cardinals' best is as good enough to win against anybody in this league. It's about if they can beat themselves or not. Johnny, we appreciate your insight. Um, I think you evaded the, uh, the the game day traffic, so you should have a, a nice, smooth way uh, out and, and, and back home. We appreciate you. Hey, love you guys. See you guys uh, next week. <laughs> All Jesus. right. Um, wow. I want to make sure I said this correctly, and I didn't say it wrong. When we were talking about this awesome T-shirt that we have, yeah. the Rise Up Red Sea T-shirt, you don't have to be a member to buy any of the shirts that we have up on phnxlocker.com. Um, but if you do become a member, you have the option to get it for free. So it's a it's a win-win if you become a member but you can always head over to phnxlocker.com and we'll have awesome shirts throughout the entire season uh for for every team up there and um you know hopefully the cardinals will keep winning and we'll just keep spitting out those card shirts and i'll have to get one of one of each <laughs> i look forward to it myself that's a fly shirt you know what i mean it, it absolutely speaks to the arizona cardinals fan base what's taking place right now in the valley and who and what is driving this team right now. And the Red Sea can rise up. The Nest could be – it could be a beast for a bunch of people that want to come in here and talk trash to us. The NFC West needs to be on standby and watch us because this team can only get better. If you are catching us on YouTube right now, make sure you subscribe. If you always like to, to catch us on wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe there. If you haven't uh, followed us on social media yet, um, at PHNX underscore sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Frank, do you have one last thought on today's performance before we head out? Next time, bring your inhaler, call your doctor, <laughs> And make sure you have some aspirin. Because, and your double pens. And your double, I mean, look, whatever it takes <laughs> to get you from not having a cardiac moment or having a respiratory situation, because you got to stay tuned because this team is coming together well. They look good. They're putting up points and making it exciting. And it's not bad football. It's either going to make us play better or it's going to make our opponents come to play and force us to play better and us and force us to whoop their butt in our own house. The Cardinals should have been a playoff team last year. Um, and many thought with the way that they started, they for sure would be. I think they're off to a way better start in terms of just the way that they look and the confidence that I have in this team. Um, I'm trying not to get too ahead right, of myself right now, mm -hmm. but um, this is exciting. And I think they have a really, really high ceiling. It looks great. I mean, if you, if you are a Cardinal fan, love on your team, support them, hit the Twitters, hit the hit hit YouTube, whatever you got to do, show them the love, hit the likes, touch the buttons, whatever you got to do, do it because your team right now is dominating in the NFL. Good show. Great show, girl. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>